0: BLOB TALK RADIO
2: And welcome everyone to another edition of the Late Shift, the All-NBA Podcast. I am Rodney Fisher, and joined of course by my NTX game co-host, uh, Royce Fisher and also Omid. D. What's going on, fellas?
0: Hey, what's going on, Rodney? What's going on, Omid?
2: What's going on, right? All right, well guys, welcome to the uh, All-NBA Podcast, All-NBA Show, where we break down the NBA, talk about everything that happened the week before, and also talk a little bit about what's going on in the week uh, to come as well. So let's jump right into it because we've got a pretty short show. It's only 20 minutes. Again, you guys can always go back and download the show by going to ntxgame.com, be a subscriber where you can get these type of shows for free. And also make sure you tune in for our live broadcast throughout the week as we cover the NBA, high school football, and Everything good in North Texas, so let's jump right into it and start with the biggest win of the week. is when we go back and look at the week before, see what games uh, were really critical and what teams put out some big, big wins. I guess I'll kick us off by going to the biggest win for me this past week had to be watching the Mavericks beat the Clippers when the Clippers came back to town with DeAndre Jordan, and we know what happened with DeAndre Jordan and Mark Cuban in the offseason, and it, is, it, it just looked good to have Chandler Parsons on the court, to have Wes Matthews and everybody on the court, and them to get the win like that it was great. What about you guys?
0: Uh, I Bye-bye. have to agree with you, Rodney. Having, you know, being at that game and, actually, you know, seeing the crowd reaction, and, uh, you know, they got their re- revenge back on, on uh, DeAndre. And I thought the crowd, you know, every time you touched the ball, they booed. And then for the Mavericks to absolutely win that game uh, and the whole Chris Fowler, like two points the first half, I thought that was amazing. So that was my favorite, too.
1: Uh, I'm going to say, of course, uh, one of my faves is the Mavericks game, but I'm going to say it's the game from Lee last night where the Mavericks won over the Rockets. Uh-huh. And the uh, Mavericks bench put some impressive numbers out. Uh, Felton put up, I think it was like 24 points last night. But the bench did really well with having uh, uh, Dirk and I believe Wesley Matthews and Chandler Parsons all on the bench last night uh, getting some rest. They did pretty well, especially to pull off of a win against a team like Houston, which they have a uh, a tough record against. Houston hates them and we hate Houston. Go Dallas. Uh, I think that was a big impressive win to see what the bench could pull off. Against
2: a team like Houston, yeah, you, know, uh, you mentioned that game, and to think they played that game without Wes Matthews, without Dirk, uh, without Chandler Parsons, and able to beat you know a Houston team who really were intact except for Dwight Howard was was pretty impressive. I have
1: to agree.
2: I have to agree. Now, Ross, you they you mentioned that Clippers point. game. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ross. No, Mavs
0: were up 25 points at one time. I thought that was very impressive. Like you say, to have a bench come in play so well, uh, I was impressed with Powell. He played a great game. The guard played was excellent. Uh, so I, I thought that Raymond Felton had a really good game. I I he not really good at the start.
2: The interesting thing to me about that game, too, was the fact that the Bears really went down there expecting to lose that game. You know, It was the second night of a back-to-back. It's the first game of a long road trip that they have. they got the next, I think it's 10, uh, 13 games and 10 of those games on the road on, over this stretch. So I think they were expecting, you know what, let's just put these guys in and see what happens, and they come out with a big win. So, you know, you might be right, Omidy. I think, I think that may have been the biggest win of the week, you know. But, again, there there are a lot more of the teams in the NBA than the Dallas Mavericks, although we're very Dallas Mavericks-centric. So we'll jump right into what happened last week that surprised you, and for me, what surprised me last week had to be, and it's a, it's it's a little close and near and dear to me, was the the, the really the, the way that Kobe Bryant started the season, as bad as he was. You know, I got a chance to watch him live in L.A. and watch him miss shots, and then he comes back the next night and shoots air balls, and then he takes, you know, two games off, comes back and plays in that Maverick game this past Friday, but... You know, he took took two games off. He, he missed practice, and for a guy like Kobe Bryant, who's so competitive and always trying to be the top of the game, that that was a biggest surprise to me to see the way that he kind of, kind of just you know just all of a sudden turned into turned into it's the you know, right. well yeah, it turned into the two hundred best player in the league all of a sudden. Well,
1: as, yeah, as, that's as not Kobe right. up with anybody. If, he just caught up with Kobe. I've said it, Now He's a a great player, don't get me wrong. But the guy's been playing, I'm going to say grown man style basketball since he was probably starting to become a a young man. His body was still developing. But Kobe's put in some good years in the NBA, and now, I mean, honestly, it's about time for him to uh, start working his way out of the NBA. So I think we'll see a lot more of Kobe on the bench this year versus the last couple of years.
2: That doesn't even sound right. That doesn't even sound right. Kobe on the bench. Right.
0: <laughs> right. But for as much as he done he's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. He's been playing even since he the kid. And like I said, that's a lot of games, including playoff games, championship runs, uh, the injuries. But my other biggest surprise this week is the start Golden State has started out with, man, eight and oh man. Unbelievable. These guys have continued what they, you know, championship last year, man. But for them to get out the gate so quickly, man, and so, uh, offensive minded, man, and, and Steph Curry, I think that was a big, another big surprise for me.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk
1: a lot about Golden State, too. Yeah, I was going to say my biggest surprise is going to come from Golden State with that start. I mean, those guys are undefeated right now. I guess I haven't, uh, been on the road, so I haven't seen what's going on tonight, but, uh, starting off that way, and then some of the shots that Steph Curry is taking on the court this season, I mean, they've just been unbelievable shots half the time. uh, Mere mere mortals wouldn't dare take a one-handed three-pointer from almost half court, but you talk about Steph Curry, nothing's impossible. The
2: other other surprise to me, too, on the opposite end, is the surprise of, you know, how kind of lackadaisical, I guess is a good way to put it, or how bad some of the teams that I thought in the West would be very competitive have been, and I'm talking about teams like Memphis, who is five and six right now, uh right. who New Orleans has only got one win they're one and nine, and these are playoff teams of last year and and you know you look at the way the West is supposed to be the best conference, but yet a lot of these teams are. Below five hundred or a game over five hundred. I think that's really surprising to me.
0: Yeah, that that, that too, and especially New Orleans. Uh, everybody expected them to actually come out of the West and uh, the top three seeded teams, but for them to get off such a bad start and Anthony Davis, especially not carrying his team like he did last year, to be one in nine is surprising. Like you. Uh, the Clippers too, they were actually picked to win this division, and they're they're below 500.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I'm I'm just shocked at this point right now that the NBA West, the uh, the Western Conference is looked at as the uh, the flack right now. I'm definitely used to seeing teams like Philadelphia and and uh, some of those. Atlantic Eastern Conference teams sucking it up, and there are some that are below 500 right now, but overall there are more teams, especially teams that you, like you said, you expected uh, playoff contenders, Memphis and New Orleans, which are doing horrible now, but, you know, this is a long NBA season. We've seen this time and time again. A team starts out really pitiful, and then after All-Star break, you know, as long as they're, you know, somewhere maybe 10 games behind and things start going their way, they're able to make some turns, so it's it's still early, but it's still early enough for some of these teams to start being on the warning track, I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah, because to me I think that now with – uh, to me I think every game counts in the West. I think it's going to be so many teams kind of jumbled up in the one through eight slot that, you know, every game right now counts. And the way they made the schedule this year where you have a lot of teams playing teams twice, you know, so early in the season – I mean, a lot of times these uh, division opponents you have, you're only going to see them four times, and if you get two losses to them early in the in the year, that doesn't really help you out that much for the rest of the season. So, uh, very, right. very interesting. You know, the, the other thing too is uh, as we transition and walk through the rankings real fast, you know, they start the season with this new kind of uh, playoff, um, kind of playoff, kind of, um, kind of deal where they will rank the teams right. one through eight. No matter what division they're in, or or
0: best record,
2: or whatever, yeah, best record. So I'm looking at the Eastern Conference rankings right now. You got the you got four teams out of the five teams in the uh, Eastern Conference Central would all be in the playoffs that they started right now. That's Cleveland, Chicago, Indiana, Detroit, uh, and Milwaukee's five and five. So I mean, you can literally have every team from the Central (laughs) make it to the playoffs. Uh, so right now the rankings in the Eastern Conference is Cleveland 1, you got Atlanta 2, uh, you've got Chicago 3, Miami 4, Toronto 5, uh, you got Indiana 6, Detroit 7, and Boston at the 8th uh, seed. So, I mean, you can take a look at the Eastern Conference and see how these teams are kind of stacked up. Uh, I guess no surprise Cleveland's at 1, but... You look at teams like Detroit at seven, Indiana at six, Toronto at five, I mean a lot of teams have better records than some of the teams in the in the West.
1: Absolutely, yeah, a big was,
0: surprise for me and they used to Washington Wizards not even in the top eight.
1: Yeah. That's a big surprise. Big surprise for me is Boston, where they are still ranked and, and still making holding a little noise in that division, but I mean, you can, in that conference, but you know, like you said, it's a long, long season, but I'm very surprised that Boston is in the top eight. I was looking for them to kind of fall off another season again. So we'll see where they roll.
2: Yeah. And Boston has, uh, they've got five wins, but you've got, you know, New York has five wins. Uh, Milwaukee has five wins. Charlotte and Orlando have five wins. So really they're just, only hold on to the AFC because they played one less game than or uh, one or two less games than all those other teams. So um so it, it's really it, the Eastern Conference is looking even better than the West. In the West you got, you know, of course you talked about Golden State being number one. Uh they're undefeated at eleven and oh you got San Antonio at seven and two. Uh Oklahoma City six and four. You've got Dallas. Uh right now Dallas is in the playoffs at a fourth seed at six and four. You got the Clippers at six and four, Phoenix five and four, Utah, and then Denver. Uh, but missing from that whole kind of top eight right now is there is no Memphis, there is no Houston, there is no New Orleans. Uh, but any surprises on the list for you? I, I'm surprised by Mass being in the fourth seed. You know, I thought they would just kind of hang around the eighth and seventh seed the whole season. And then I'm even surprised about. Uh, Denver and Utah
1: being at eight and seven. Yeah. Utah yeah, is, go ahead. You no, know, Utah is is a surprise. Denver is definitely a surprise, like being down there at seven and eight. Um but the Mavs at four, you know, that's that's a pretty decent seating for a team that I say is I'm not gonna say it's in a constant state of rebuilding, but every season we get a bunch of new pieces that we didn't have last season. And so for them to be playing this well at this point in the season, like getting the chemistry together, I'm gonna, to, I'm, I'm happy with that at number four for the Mavs.
0: Yeah, me too. But uh, Utah and Denver, I don't look for them to hold those spots too much longer because you have Memphis, Houston, and uh, Portland right there behind them. And I look for those teams to make a run. They're late on in the season. You know, we always say that how you start is how you finish. And like I said, uh, I think Houston just got off to a bad start. I think Michigan also got off to a bad start. But I look for those two to replace the seventh and eighth spot pretty soon, you know, from Phoenix and Utah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Again, these rankings, of course, it's very, very early, but it's always good to kind of see where teams are and and see what what teams need to do to get back in there because I think both are going to be very, very tight with this new kind of Rule whether you take the top eight records, no matter what, it's going to be tight for both both conferences all the way through. All right, our first, our only, a uh, big topic for the night, of course, is to talk about the Golden State Warriors, who are eleven and zero. Uh, nine of those eleven wins all came against Western Conference teams. Uh, you, you mentioned Steph Curry. Steph Curry right now is leading the league in points per game. Uh, you know, of course, he's leading the league in three pointers made, three pointers attempted. Uh, all those scoring-type categories, and they're doing it all without their head coach, who is still trying to come back from a, a real bad back injury, And you know, Luke Walton's been the coach. So the the question is, you know, can this team break that, that, uh, that kind of pedestal 72-win record that Michael Jordan and his Bulls have set? I mean, can this team surpass that 72 wins, or can they get to 72? D?
1: Well, I am going to say, and you you referenced the great Bulls team that Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen put together that impressive 72-win season, and you're looking at the Golden State Warriors, and I thought about this question a lot today. And I'm going to say I don't think that they're going to be able to pull it off this season. I could see maybe upper 60s, but I just think the West is one of those Conferences that as the year goes on, those teams are going to get better. But Golden State is just playing so well right now that by the time those teams are picking it up, Golden State will be probably locked down the number one seed at that point. So um, hmm. no 72 wins, but definitely some upper 60s. Yeah, And, and that might be due to the fact that once uh, their coach comes back, Let's see where the chemistry and everything goes with the play calls and how they're running the game. Russ, do you think, think
2: this team can hit the 72
1: and 10?
0: Absolutely. I think they can do it the way they start out. And this is without Clay Thompson playing his best ball yet. Actually, Curry has been carrying the team, and, you know, they got the other guys like Barnes. Uh, I mean, all these other guys helping out, Iguodala and all those. But Clay Thompson has, hasn't even played good so far in these 11 games. Yeah, they even got hot yet. He get the other part of the fast brothers going. I, I think they could beat anybody. And this team, like I said, Andrew Bogut, I think he played his first game. He's been out. So much talent on his team and these guys are a year older. Uh they played together for a while. The smartest thing they could have done was kept this core group together. And they have such a deep bench with Barbosa, you know, so uh I can I, I see these guys going. I mean they they proved it last year that they can beat everybody. And I think they can prove it again this year.
2: You know, uh, Steph Curry is averaging thirty-three points a game right now in, in the eleven games he's played, and, and the Warriors have, are really—they've been doing everything in the in the first quarter. Their their um, their um, offensive rating in the first quarter alone is one hundred fifteen point nine. And right. so they're, they're getting these early leads on teams and teams are not able to catch up you know I was on a I mentioned to you both when we were doing the game this past Friday I'm sitting on a plane watching Steph Curry go for 46 you know and this is the game when you know they could have easily lost I mean they you know they don't have to win every game but I think the the motivation of not having that coach uh, you know because a lot of times you come back from a title and it's a little bit of Kind of, kind of, you know, cloudy mind about. Okay, we got the title, we're good. But these guys are young enough and hungry enough to really, to really go after that seventy-two win total. I, 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 it would be great to see it happen, but I just don't know if any team could match what Jordan and them did. I mean, I can see them getting to seventy. I can see them winning seventy-one, sixty-nine. But to beat that seventy-two, man, that's
0: meant to be broken. Nobody. That's going to be hard to do. Ever. Nobody's record is forever. Somebody's
2: going to
1: do it. Might as I well to be to take I have to agree. I mean, they they do have a chance to do it. I just don't see, looking at that team, I don't see um, the toughness that it takes to pull off 72 games in such a long season. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that factor of everybody staying healthy, people getting Absolutely. ready Absolutely. And stuff like that, but Royce, he, he holds a good point. Every record stands to be broken, so we do have the caliber of a team that stands before us that we could see that record broken this year. Maybe not shattered, maybe tied, but we might. We we have a chance with the, like he said, if side of the brothers splash get to rolling, then it's kind of hard to stop those guys from putting up points, no matter what the third quarter deficit is for. Them.
0: And yeah, you said the biggest key is staying healthy. If they can stay healthy and that's that's you know, we know we know how that works in the NBA. You're lucky to make all eighty two games. But uh these guys can stay healthy. Uh anything's possible. But you know, we we will see. At the end of the season we will know for sure. All
2: right, well we got that's something to definitely watch and uh kind of keep track of. It'd be fun. I mean a lot of a lot of storylines in this whole season, and and just to think we're twenty minutes into this podcast about the NBA, and we haven't even talked about LeBron. So they, that tells you just how good uh, the Warriors are, and how good a lot of these other teams are. Because usually every every NBA debate nowadays is dominated by LeBron James talk. So uh, let's go to our top five, bottom five, is our kind of power rankings debate. So Royce, I'll uh, as the uh, elder statesman of the group. I'll give you the floor and let you give me your top five teams that you you've seen so far.
0: Okay, I have to go with Golden State. I have to go with a surprise sleeper, is Toronto, Cleveland, Chicago is another surprise sleeper to me. This team could be really good. And what is that three? I'm about to say San. That's it, San Antonio.
2: Okay. No, no, no. You. Oklahoma I think you start off. I think you said four. So start over. Okay.
0: Golden State. Cleveland. Toronto. San Antonio. In up between Dallas and Chicago.
2: Well, you got Dallas and Chicago on the same level. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, Omidy, what about no, you? you man? I don't What's know your... What
0: you're going to give the two teams? <laughs> you just really don't.
2: Omidy, who you got for your uh, top five teams you've seen so far?
1: Uh, top five, of course, we've got the uh, Golden State Warriors, and I'm going to say Oklahoma City. They're battling back with uh, Kevin Durant. Of course, Cleveland. They're coming back from a lot of injuries. Uh, that's three, four. Uh, for the Mavericks, I'm going to definitely put the Mavericks in there because um, number four. But I'm going to say number five, a team that kind of shocked me, uh, and this was pulling off a win in double overtime yesterday, was uh, Milwaukee. And I've never been a yeah. big fan of the Bucks, And, you know, last time they made it to the playoffs, <laughs> I remember they went in on a losing record and they kind of got dropped out, like, really quickly. But you know they're pulling off a uh, double overtime win for a pretty good Cleveland team right now. So I'm gonna put them as number five, somebody to watch. Um, like I said, long game, long season to get through. But yeah, let's let's take a look at Milwaukee in a couple more weeks.
2: Yeah, you know I was I was wondering if someone's gonna put them in there because of course so you mentioned that double overtime game and that was the first game that uh, Jabari Parker came back and played this season. So he's back. He's healthy. He had a good game, and right now the Bucks are right at five hundred, at five and right, five. Right. right. Uh, but again, you know, they they're they're only getting better. So that's actually a really good. That's really interesting. Kind of top five. They're really interesting. My my top five, of course, the stars with Golden State. Uh, from there, I got to go San Antonio, then Cleveland. Um, I've got to go. I've got to go Chicago, um, and then I've got to go Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. The Mavs are gonna. They, they're not quite in my top five yet. They got some. They got a big road kind of stretch coming up, so they they make a move into my top five. But right now they're just not there. I got Oklahoma City there. And I like Chicago, I like what they're doing. And really, really, I could put Atlanta in my top five. I mean, they're eight and four. They've they've got four wins against all the other Eastern Conference teams. Uh, I mean, they're undefeated in their, in, their, in their division, and they're six and two in uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, you could easily put no them in there, right? Right. Right. They're And of all those teams that you guys have named so far, they've got the toughest – they've had the toughest schedule so far, and yet they're 8-4, and I guess you guys are not really believing in the Atlanta Hawks just yet.
0: Uh, 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 I uh, I believe in them now, but it's what they're going to do later. They fell off last year. They had the the second-best record, and they, they didn't get any farther than the second
1: round, so. Yeah. And sometimes disappointments like that right. are a little bit more than some teams are uh, willing to, to deal with or can handle. But at this point, like I said, it's early in the season, and I'm willing to gamble when it's early. So let's see what those Bucs are talking about.
0: And they lost some key players, too, this year. They got a new guy in Spitter then. They lost Carl. So I don't know. we we'll see how that's going to work.
2: Yeah. Well, again, a lot more games left. So – we won't waste a lot of uh, time naming the it, bottom five teams, but I'd like to get you guys' opinion on who is the worst team in the NBA. For me, it's got to be the winless Philadelphia 76ers who, you know, although Jaleel, a little Jaleel Local for we'll talk about rookies a little bit. He is the top rookie uh, player right now. He's averaging roughly 20 points a game right now, but they haven't won a game. I mean, at are and 10 you got All Brooklyn right. at one and one and nine. You've got uh, New Orleans at one and nine. The Lakers they won tonight, finally. They really almost a blowout win. So now they're two and eight. Two and eight. Yeah, but I mean, I, I still got the seventy sixers at zero and ten as the worst team in the in the association.
0: Yeah, I, I, gonna... I, I have to agree. I think it's a tie between them and the Lakers for the worst team. Well, the Lakers, (laughs) the Lakers just won tonight,
2: though,
0: and Uh, Kobe almost
2: had a triple double. So,
0: yeah, but they—they've been the worst team I've seen. We talked; we had to go by sight too, so I had to go with Philadelphia, and the Lakers second. New Orleans, big disappointment, and I had to go with Brooklyn.
1: I'm gonna have to put the Lakers as. Uh, the biggest disappointment of the season right. so far, uh, Philadelphia. You pretty much expected them to suck when the season started, so I. But know, the ten. You know what? It's Philadelphia. I didn't really expect them to be in the <laughs> NBA this season. Let's just be honest.
0: That's a great college ball, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, uh, you know, other than the Philadelphia seventy six as being a momentous historical NBA team, you know, I I figured my figure that team would have been sold to Old Cliff by now, as terrible right. as they've been doing. But to uh, go to a D league team
2: Lakers,
1: now. Yeah, yeah, they should be out there playing in Frisco. But uh the Lakers <laughs> man are, are the biggest disappointment and right. and I've said this again, you know, granted Kobe's making his money and Kobe's still a threat, But I I have to say Kobe's doing more damage to the Lakers franchise by uh, holding that money and holding that spot and holding that team hostage on, on maybe what's Kobe's dying NBA wish or bucket list to do something else. But, man, at this point, here's my biggest disappointment. Congratulations for them to finally win another game tonight. But I was expecting Philadelphia and the L.A. game to be the best game possibly this season. Yeah, well.
2: I'm, I we're gonna a Laker could be a whole show by itself. But uh, again, they they won tonight. I just want to point that out to everyone. All right, that's that's uh, end our show on a uh, on kind of a a preview of the week to come. We'll talk a little bit about some of these games coming up. I'll get you guys picks real quick, uh, rapid fire. Again, we can go back and download our podcast at uh, NtxGame.com. So let's jump into uh, Monday's action. Uh, the Pacers take on the Bulls. They go to Chicago to face the Bulls. Uh, Omadi what's your pick in this game?
1: I'm going to say uh, as long as Derrick Rose is expected to be Derrick Rose, regardless, I'm going to always pick the Bulls over the Pacers. I, I just, since the 90s, since Jordan, I just always take Bulls over the Pacers. So I'm going to roll Bulls.
2: Royce, you got the Pacers with uh Monte Ellis and Paul George and George Hill taking uh Double. going to Chicago to face the Bulls.
0: I think the Bulls too. <laughs> Tuesday
2: night, uh the biggest game the biggest game Tuesday night's gotta be the Raptors, who everyone likes taking on the Warriors, going out to Golden State to face the Warriors. Omidy, what's your pick?
1: <laughs> Golden State, hand down. I I don't know. This could be the one that they
2: they lose. Give me the go, Raptors an upset. Give right, me the I'm Raptors an upset. I'm
1: All right, then
2: Thursday Thursday we've got uh a rematch that you talked about, Omid, the Bucks traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cavs and the Warriors taking on the Clippers. Uh Omidy what's your pick for both of those games?
1: I'm going to say Warriors. Warriors again, and this time Cleveland uh, with the comeback, and uh, they'll take that one. All right, Royce?
0: LeBron's not going to lose twice to Milwaukee.
2: So I had to go with Cleveland and
0: go to Stacy and own the Clippers right now.
2: Yeah, i take the Warriors on the road and give me the Cavs at, at home. I'm, I'm with you guys. All right, Saturday, two big games. Saturday, you got the Bucks, uh, the young Bucks taking on the Pacers, and you got the Hawks traveling to Cleveland to face the Cavs. Two Eastern Conference games. what what's your pick?
1: Oh man, going to roll with LeBron again over the Hawks, and uh, you know, shout outs to the young Bucks for I think the maturity and wisdom uh, for that Indiana Pacers team is going to carry them to a victory there and the Bucs will learn a couple things that will help them later on in the season.
0: i, All right, I, Russ? I go with Omidy on that, Cleveland and uh, Indiana.
2: Give me the uh, Hawks on the upset over the Cavs on the road and mm-hmm. give me the paces to beat the Bucks at home. All right, Sunday, uh, one week from today, you got two big games. The Raptors, who will be back on the West Coast taking on the Clippers, and the Mavs travel up 35 to face the Oklahoma City Thunder, and still kind of no word if Durant will be back for that game or not, but even though he still got to play Westbrook. So, Omidy, what's your pick in those two games?
1: we're going to go with the Mavs. It's a short trip up 35, but, you know, Texas won the Red River rivalry this year, so I'm going to roll with the Mavs with every uh, every game against Oklahoma City. And hmm. that other game was?
2: That was the, the Raptors uh, uh, taking the Clippers.
1: Oh, yeah, we're going to take the Clippers. That West Coast trip is always a tough one for a lot of teams to make. So I'm going to take the, uh, the Clippers over the Raptors.
2: Who the Raptors actually lost uh, last night to the? Sacramento Kings, Kings went on 11-0 run to win that game. So I'm going to take the Clippers to beat the Raptors, and I'll take the Mavs to pull off the upset on the road against the uh, Thunder. Royce, what's your pick?
0: Ah, that's a good pick. I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to say that the Raptors are going to upset the Clippers. And no Durant. I'm going to take the Mavs with Durant. I'm about to go with Oklahoma
2: City. Wow, what a fan he is, huh? What a fan. I said, what a fan.
0: What a fan. I'm not saying I'm not rooting for Dallas. I'm just saying if Kevin Durant's back, I think it'll be a comeback game for him. And uh, if those two get out, Dallas is in trouble.
2: Well, that's our All-NBA podcast for this week. Make sure you check us out next week. Same time, same channel. Also, download the show at ntxgame.com. We got more podcasts coming up this week. We'll have our NFL podcast coming. And also, Omidy's uh, Tailgate State, the return of Tailgate State. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. Tune in, ntxgame.com.